Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back here to talk about another exciting title. Episode 26. Wow. We're doing... I... I not surprised because we we're not quitters. No, <laughs> no, we're not. But I also am like really impressed that we managed to get it together to talk about twenty six books, right? And you know, it, yeah, we've kind of uh, slimmed down a little bit on the number of podcasts now because quality over quantity, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's yes. the goal. Yes. Um, so today we're here to talk about "Get a Life," Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Um, so, but we'll get to that in a second. Yep. The only drink, really, uh, that we could come up with out of this book was um, was a classic. It, it really is, and, and quite frankly, I've never had this drink before. Are you kidding? No, because I don't, I don't drink um, anything with pop in it. Okay. Because it makes the sugar. Yeah. It makes me. Um, if if that's going to put me over the edge, if that's what's going to put me over the edge. So I try and stay away from any alcohol drink with um, sugar okay. pop in it. So. All right. I tend to use soda as a mixer, uh, but usually diet. Right. So, uh, right. But today we are splurging and we're enjoying uh, the old faithful rum and coke. But today we used Captain Morgan Spiced. Yes. Not an ad, but Captain Morgan, if you're listening. Right. <laughs> we'd, we'd be happy to drink more of your products. You know, and I got, and yeah. Uh, so let's and give cheers. it a cheers. A little shot here. Oh. oh I think I like it. Oh, it's it's actually very good. Um, Probably could add a little bit more rum. I oh, see, and I, was, I scaled it back because <laughs> I was did. afraid to do a double shot. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But um, it's got a, that spice is uh, good. Yes. Mm-hmm. A, a Captain and Coke is, you know, if I get somewhere and I'm like in a hurry and I, I can't decide and I'm overwhelmed by the choices, it's an easy, okay. it's an easy win. I have to remember this. Um, I do often drink mine with Diet Coke, which changes it because yes. it's not quite as sweet, but right. it's not bad. Um, there was not a lot of alcohol consumption in this book. So no. our drink choices were limited. It was this or um, some pink, <laughs> pink cherry, cherry shot, sour something shot, or other, which, which, you know, we're... I don't. I don't really do shots anymore. I no. had a. I had a night not a couple of years ago that sort of put me off shots forever. I will do fireball shots, but uh, that doesn't really. No, it doesn't count. Right. <laughs> or it's peanut butter fireball. whiskey shots. I can do that too. Oh, I don't think I've done a peanut butter whiskey it's shot. Just drinking it straight out of the bottle. Well. It's not really a shot, but you know, like, it sounds. It sounds good. Well. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. So, but anyway, so uh, we. Uh, so I think it's been a while since we've done just like a classic, mm-hmm. easy cocktail. So that has so. exactly two ingredients right. instead of seventeen, which is great. Yes. <laughs> so rum and coke mm-hmm. to celebrate the Get a Life Chloe Brown book selection. But before we get into the book talk, what are you reading now? Okay, so I just started. Remember the stack of books I bought from Ellen? I do. <laughs> okay. For anyone who may have missed episode 25, <laughs> Kelly bought seven of the Ellen Hildebrand titles and got them all autographed. Yes. Um, so I'm starting with number one, The Beach Club. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, That's a good one. I do. I You know, it, because I'm looking for something that hits me right off because my attention span, span isn't what it used to be, so it okay. has to grab me. And this one did. And I, this, this one I find fascinating because... Um, she was still married at the time, so the the uh, acknowledgement or the thank you was to her ex husband Chip. 
now ex-husband now ex-husband. the time they were yeah yeah well and he like that's what he does right he's in hospitality yes he has yeah the country club on the island whatever the name is so yeah so that was interesting i thought yeah Mm -hmm. that one if i recall um is a little more scandalous than some oh yeah there's a little okay there's a little more i'm only on page like 37 so i haven't got into scandalous yet it won't take long okay okay no, good. Okay, um, I am halfway through The Magnolia Palace by Fiona Davis. Um, I have just, I was like really sad to close the book this morning because I'm like just to the part where the actual like mystery of the book is taking oh. off. And so um, I, I'm 150 pages into probably a 300 page book. And I think we're, I think it's about to get really interesting it's a little bit there's two timelines in this one there's one um in new york in like the 20s and there's one in new york in the 60s and what's happening in the 20s is affecting what they're doing in the 60s which is pretty cool so um and i i am ashamed to admit i have not read a fiona davis book i know that people love them she did the address and she did i think that's right and she did um the gown I think that's her. The name is for maybe it's just because I see it all over, but I don't think I've read one. Maybe either. not the gown, the one, the th- one, the Lions of Fifth Avenue. Oh yeah, anyway, yeah. she's super popular, and I finally have like committed to reading one, so I'm into that. And then I will be reading the follow ups to our book for today. So those are I downloaded those from Libby. Cool. All right, so we did our drink, we did our books. We're ready for the spoiler alert. Three, two, one, spoilers. <laughs> Okay, so let's do a summary first. Okay. Let's do it. Well, let, can I start with why we chose this one yes. first? Okay. So we, it's February. It's the month of love. <laughs> right. It is. I it guess. Is. And so we, we don't, te- we don't lean toward romantic books mm-hmm. on this podcast. Um, and I'm not, I used to be, as a young adult, I, I read more of the like traditional romance books. The ones with the covers, right? That the everyone always rippers. right, right. Um, it's but we don't tend to do that a lot of that on no. here. So we've specifically made the choice to read something that was a little more romantic for February to go with the theme, um, and so we chose this one. I'm pretty sure we made that decision because what are you going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> with the with the romance with the bodice, yeah. I mean, they're they're formulaic, they're right? Yeah. So you know, they're all the same. But mm-hmm. anyway, yes, that's why we chose this book. So, um, just a little bit of a summary. You have two characters, Redford Morgan and Chloe Brown, obviously. Um, both um, when you read the description, she calls them marginalized. Yep. Um, characters. Um, Chloe has a disability of. Fibromyalgia. Yep. Yes. And then Redford is um, getting over a very abusive relationship. Yes. And it's the uh, how they deal with life and the struggles they have. And um, basically, Chloe has hidden herself because she can barely do anything. And it really addresses, you know, how disabilitating. Is that a word? Debilitating. Debilitating. There we go. Um, uh, fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia could be. And so she kind of hides from life. And so she's made a list of things that she would like to try to get out of that cycle of hiding. Yes. Yes. And so that's why it's called Get a Life, Chloe Brown. The catalyst for the list, though, was... I w- it was unexpected. And the book opens with this. It was a near-death experience. Yes. She yes. is out taking her daily walk, which she's – she's at this point, she's a pretty much a creature of habit because she knows what she can do 
She knows how activities will affect her. So she's out for her walk and she witnesses a car accident. But the car accident happens literally as the car passes in front of her on the sidewalk. Right. And when she said, my life flashed before my eyes and it was super boring. (laughs) Right. You know, I... I felt for her in that moment because, really, when people say this, when they say, my life flashed before my eyes, like, really, how much are you getting? I don't know. <laughs> One moment in time, I, the mm, whole, you know, 25 years, whatever you yeah. however are, yeah. Um, and I think, I think it's safe to say that, like, we're all hoping that if that ha- if that truly happened, that you would be looking for the high points, right? Like, the good stuff. Right. But she really, it, like, really, re- like, resonated with her that she felt like... It wasn't really worth flashing, right? <laughs> so, right. so she makes this list that she's gonna she's gonna move out on her own. She's been living in her parents' house. She's gonna move out and do all these things that she's been avoiding, right? Um, and so, in moving out of her parents' house, she moves into an apartment building where Redford or Red uh, is the super. Yes, yes, and they do not hit it off in the from beginning. the beginning. No, they do not. He considers her, like, uh, snotty. Yeah. You know, highbrow, kind of, like, condescending. Yep. And she considers him more of a rude... Yes. Uh, she admits to, like, being initially attracted to him, but uh, but ignores that. Right. Right? She, I think she conceded that she was, like, he was very... He was attractive, but whatever their first meeting was didn't... Didn't go well. No. No. So they meet again when she decides that she's going to climb a tree as she's out for her walk. (laughs) And she decides, so the cat, there's a cat that's, you know, stuck up in a tree, so she thinks. Right. Cats are never really stuck. No. And um, so she decides she's going to climb the tree and to rescue the cat. And so she does. But then she can't get down. As is the case most of the time, right. you climb a tree. <laughs> right. It's not an easy way down. Right. So Red happens along and uh, helps her down from the tree. And, you know, it kind of changes their way they think about each other. Yes. Um, so. And I think because we're getting from both sides, like, we're, we're getting that they both are maybe rethinking their snap decisions about each other, but neither one of them is going to admit that. Right. Right. Yeah, because you do get a different, you, every chapter is like a different perspective. Yeah. So one is Red's perspective and one is uh, Chloe's perspective. Yes. So you get a more well-rounded viewpoint of, instead of a one-sided viewpoint perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a- as the story goes on, we learn that Chloe before, so her fibromyalgia develops after she's, She's struck with pneumonia, and it's a long-term recovery. And because it's so long-term and because it's not visible, I think, is what she gets at eventually, um, she's sort of afraid to go out and overexert, and her boyfriend can't see what – and fiancé, right? He yes. Fiance. Yes. Can't see what's wrong with her, and so um, everybody just sort of – she feels like abandons her, like leaves her behind. Right. They don't they don't believe her. Why can't you just get up and do it? Right. You know. So that perspective was interesting. Yes. Because, you know, how often have we ourselves had that? Yeah. And you and and I think more like more and more as we learn like more about invisible health. Right. <laughs> Whether that's right. physical or mental. Right. Um, we're 
people are becoming a little bit more aware that like you can't tell what's going on with people just by looking at them. But she was learning this through her friends that it was it was just easier to avoid everyone because they were just going to leave you anyway. Right. They were going to leave you alone. And right. And And that's what she took away because her fiance ended up leaving her. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Red's relationship with his girlfriend. I don't think she was. Nope. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. um, Was she was she was abusive. Um, Belittling him and, you know, always keeping him on edge like it was always his fault. Mm -hmm. You know, if you would have done this, I would have done this and that kind of thing. And so. Yeah. Uh, he internalized that and learned not to trust anybody. So, yep. Or really, he was second guessing everything that, whether he heard it in context or not, right. everything was, he was, it wasn't just second guessing the person, he was second guessing himself. Yes. He didn't trust in his own feelings. Right. Or um, his own perception or whatever. So, um, I'll be, I have never read. A romantic story where we've delved so far into like what makes people tick <laughs> right <laughs> right right because or, usually it's just you know like i said it, a romance novel is pretty yeah. formulaic right right and uh you have your beginning middle and end and it all ends the same way it starts in yeah. the beginning where they hate each other you know steamy scenes in the middle yep. and then at the end they fall in the, and then they're oh and then Towards the end, there's this part where they don't like each other anymore. There's always a misunderstanding. <laughs> right. It's always a big fight. And then, yeah. and then at the end, they come back. Well, and this did have that. Yep. It did have that that thing, but you had more into characterization, I think, than any other um, uh, bodice ripper, so to yeah. speak. Um, I have to tell you, though, I had a hard time visualizing the characters. Okay. Um, I understood, I had empathy for their struggle mm-hmm. and that kind of, but I could not picture, and maybe at the beginning I missed clues to what, okay. what they looked like and, and the cover doesn't do it justice because it's more of a character, mm-hmm. Char- caricature, okay, <laughs> right, <laughs> of what, I mean, yeah, it symbolizes what they look like, yeah. but I don't know, you know, and so I had a hard time. I like to visualize what somebody looks like when I read. Okay. And I, I had a hard time with that. And it wasn't until towards the end that I finally got it. And like I said, I don't know if it's because I missed something or whatever. So I struggled with that a little bit. Okay. I have a tendency to, if I can't get a description from the writing, um, I start casting actors that I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and they might not even be famous actors. They might be people I saw in a commercial. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. And all I ever got was Red's flipping of his hair because he apparently had this long, beautiful red hair. Yeah, right, right. And um, so that's all I ever got. And the hair, you know, draped over his face to hide his expression or, you know, something like that. For Chloe, I didn't really get much other than she her hair was frizzy or curly or, you know, something. And then her glasses... I didn't really get much in description. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if that was on purpose. Could like, have been. are we? Does I mean, are we more focused on what's going on with them, like internally, right? And so there wasn't enough pages to give us physical description. Could be. I don't know. I mean, well, let's be clear. We got a lot of physical description <laughs> in well, the physical okay. parts of the book. The other thing that this had in it, along that mirrored a bodice ripper, was mm-hmm. it had very steamy mm-hmm. scenes in it, which. Took me surprise by surprise because I wasn't expecting it. And this usually it's not in, I don't know, 
I don't wasn't expecting it. Okay. Um, so, but you know, fine, whatever. I absolutely was expecting it. This this book reminded me a lot of a couple of other authors that I've read, Jasmine Jasmine Guillory, oh, okay. um, and um, someone else whose name is escaping me right now, but it doesn't matter. Um, I was expecting it. What I was not expecting was the um, what is the word when you're like holding back? <laughs> That's um um oh um. It starts with an R. Oh. He was like he was holding back. Like they didn't dive right into bed, right? No, like no, they, no, no, no. Um, Reservation. Yes, sort of. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay. So, I w- yes, I was not expecting um, the f- especially the first time reserve, yeah, that reserve. they were that they were like getting physical. Right. That um, he held back. Right. And. And even though it seemed like everybody was was on board and it was all consensual, um, he was very much like, nope, this is not how this is going to happen. Oh, because they were outside. They were at that park. Yes. Yes. And yes. he was like, no, no, no. This isn't how mm-hmm. it's going to go. And then they had a fight. Right. And so it did. It wound up not really mattering. But right. um, I, I typically when you read a romance book, it's like they're not attracted to each other. They are attracted to each other. It's going to be one time. Everybody dives into bed. And and then depending on who the author is, everybody has a has like a trademark. <laughs> right. <laughs> and in this case, um, it was very it was not like actual sex. It was very much like the foreplay part of it. Right. And um, and so that was that was different for me than any of the other book that I had read like this. Right. Um, and he was, you know. Eventually, they do sleep together, but it's it's a few like dates in, which is oh yeah, which was surprising. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know, man. You chose an air mattress, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because they were one of the things on our list was camping, right? And so yeah, so yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is there's very few characters in this book. Yes, that's I mean, true. really, it's really about Chloe and Red. I mean, yep. her sisters appear, her grandmother appears, and then the um, so going back to the cat and his friend, the, the building supervisor, owner. yeah, yep, the building owner. Um, so going back to the cat, um, when Chloe rescues the cat, um, the cat actually has a chip in it, and so it belongs to somebody else. Yeah, and so Chloe gets the name, but that particular person happens to be on a vacation or something like that. Yeah. So. Chloe keeps the cat for a little while until the owner can come pick um, the cat up. So they meet in in a restaurant, and uh, she's this free-spirited young woman. Yeah. Very free-spirited, very flighty. Um, and Chloe doesn't think, you know, well of her. But at, at this, when they meet, she actually gives a business card and says, oh, let's go have coffee. So um, – Chloe's like, I'm not going to be a friend with this person. You know, she's she's in that thinking mode of why do I need another person in my life? This mm-hmm. is whatever. Until Red tells her, well, no, you need to open up to friendship and that kind of stuff. So she does. But anyway, the card, the business card that she gives her, <laughs> it, she's uh, uh, it's tied, she's a, a knicker whisperer. Yeah, and and that's I all didn't know that, what that was. I didn't either. And you don't you don't. You don't hear anything else about that because you they meet that one time, but then they don't meet for towards until the end of the book again. No, she gives her the. Okay, I think I think they meet once outside the building to do the cat handoff. Yes, that's when she gives her the business card. 
Then they meet for because she's like, let's have coffee. coffee. Okay. And Chloe's like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then Red convinces her to do, do it. it. So that when they and meet we, for coffee, we find out what Knicker Whisperer is. Yes. <laughs> but it was like towards the end of the book. Yeah, it, it was late. Yeah. Yep. And she's actually a lingerie artist. Like consultant. Consultant. Yeah. Something like that. So Yeah. So she basically helps women find the like right. the right stuff right. for them. And what I what I found like really funny and endearing was like the minute they sat down for coffee and she was like, "You're wearing the wrong bra." She did. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, to her credit, Chloe was like open to shopping with this stranger for right. the right product. So right I product. thought that was nice. Yeah. But it was just a funny term too. Yeah, I, that's one of the ones I laughed out loud. That and when she was up in the tree. That was pretty funny. Too, yeah. But I think if you put something like Knicker Whisperer on a business card, people tend to not forget you. Right. 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 Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's a that's a good marketing tool. So. Um, so anyway, so we so they they start dating. Everything's going well. He's helping Chloe tick off her. Get a life list. She is editing the list as we go along. Correct. And she adds something about like keeping red. I think that's the phrase is keep red to the list, but she hasn't shown him the whole thing. She like picked the things off the list that she thought he could help with. Right. Correct. So she adds this to the list. She's told her sisters about it and going back to red, like second guessing people around him and his own confidence. He overhears a conversation where Chloe has added him to the list, but he doesn't know why she's added him to the list. And he thinks it's just like a fling. Right. Casual sex. After, right after, he's realized he's in love with her. Correct. And so they have their big blowout fight, which, let's face it, we all knew was coming. (laughs) Well, right. It's a romance (laughs) novel. We all knew it was coming. And, but like, it was funny to me how sort of fast the end of this book went Mm -hmm. after the first two thirds were it sort of felt like we were watching it play out in real time. I mean, not, I mean, it was well, right. weeks, but like not right. real time. But it was, we were seeing the dates and we were, you know, finding out how they were hanging out. And he was cooking for her when she wasn't feeling good. And it was all very like a natural organic progression. And then like the minute he walks out of her apartment, he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Right. He's not even down the hall. So it wasn't, there was no like, Let's sleep on it. There was no, right. like, he was very much like, I should not have walked out of there. He's processing what he's heard as he's leaving. And it just, and she, in her own words, like, didn't have the words to explain while she right. was stressed out about it. And so their blow up fight slash, not reconciliation, that's not the right word. Their blow up fight and the ultimate, like, coming around to maybe I overreacted. Right. Happened in like five minutes. It it really did. Um, but neither one of them, it took him a while for both of them, one of them, both of them really to, like he started sending her gifts. Yep. And, um, well, because he made his own list. Well, right. Yeah. And uh, so he started sending her gifts and she really appreciated them mm-hmm. because they were very thoughtful gifts mm-hmm. that, that really. He was a good gift giver. He was. Uh, he really understood who she was, but she was reluctant to fall for that. Yes. Based on her own thing well if i'm gonna get hurt again i don't want to do this right yeah so um it took a while somebody convinced her and i can't remember what they said they convinced her like life is worth i don't know you know it was her grandma yeah yeah she called and asked about like is being in love worth it her grandma was like it's it's hard but it's absolutely worth it like 
if you have this opportunity, you should take it. Right. And her grandma sort of acts as her, like, guiding light <laughs> in the book. Um, it was maybe, like, the healthiest reconciliation I've ever read in a book. <laughs> right. Right. And it was They kinda, talked it through. And, they, and, and it was, well, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, if this happens again, you know, these are the parameters. Or, right. You know, we have to understand that we're both coming from um, different, you know, our own we're bringing our own baggage yes, to this, exactly. and we have to recognize that about each other. Right. Um, it was, yeah. They So ultimately, Red has made some plans, and he's left this note for Chloe. Basically, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'd really like another chance with you. If this is possible, like open your window or whatever. So that part was a little... Well, the curtain. Open the curtain of the window. Because, you know, in the very beginning, she would stare at him because one thing on her list was to... Do something bad. To do something bad. So (laughs) she could see into his uh, window across the courtyard or whatever of his apartment. And... um, So he would... He was an artist, so he would paint with no shirt on so she would spy on him. Right. And she felt like she had to confess that. Right. <laughs> Which right. I thought was so like, cute. Yeah, right. Um, and he and he was very much like, I should be annoyed about this. Because when she finally told him, he was like, I should be mad. But also, I stood in front of a window with the lights on with my shirt off, in, <laughs> like at night. Right. So maybe I was like waiting for someone to do that. Right. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, she, so she gets the letter. She opens the curtains and they have their moment right um and then the end of the book was really nice they're it's a year later they're on their trip to new york um she's high as a kite on pain medication so she can make her way around the city um and i think it in in that scene when um when he's talking to her about, like, is she comfortable? Can she keep walking? Can they keep doing this thing? Even though he's, like, getting ready to do this this big, um, like, life moment in, in going to the Museum of Modern Art. The Met, right? Is that where they wanted to go? I think that's right. Yes. And he's standing outside of it, and he's still, like, double-checking with her. And I think that initially, when, in the book, when she was... She got her hackles up a little bit every time somebody was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And she's finally come around to like, I can trust him. It's it's maybe it's okay to have somebody to help me. And she's also like, I don't really care about this museum, but here we go. Like I'm, I've got all these pain patches on and I'm doing this because it's a thing you want to do. They, they both came around in a couple of ways right. <laughs> by the end of the book. Right. They had um, a healing process. Right? Yeah. They both got, yeah, they did. Yeah. I think it was a cute story. It was. I'm like I said. I'm going to read the Eve and Danny. Yeah, because they were. In, you know, you didn't get much. You didn't get much about them, but they were interesting characters yeah. when they popped in. Mm-hmm. You know, opinionated, kind of flighty type. Well, one of them is working on a doctorate. Is well, that right? I know, but the way they come no, no, no. in and bounce, right? Yeah. But I. So we got like enough about each one yeah. to know that, despite the fact that they're like popping in on Chloe when they don't hear from her, when they think that maybe she's ha- they call them her spells, right? Um, they're they're right there. They're checking. They're making sure. And she's so funny. Like it was funny early on in the book. She was like, she wouldn't dare tell them that she appreciated them checking in on her, but. 
like they had their own code, right? They <laughs> right. had their own language, right. as sisters are <laughs> right. likely to do. Right. Um, but they they knew what she meant. She knew what they meant. Nobody was really saying like, thanks for checking on me. Love you. But it was very much like, I'm really fine. I will call you tomorrow. This is code for thanks for checking. I really will let you know that I'm okay. Right. So I thought it was their, their relationship was cute. And I thought it was funny in the epilogue when um, they're in New York and they're FaceTiming oh, yeah. and she's like oh Chloe you're such a cow and then Red pops on the screen and she's like oh hello like, <laughs> she's like, she was always on her best behavior right? when, the, when the boyfriend was around but um, I did I liked the book I, I I don't know if I would have that's a lie I actually read a review for it I was gonna say I don't know if I would have picked it up but I did have it noted as something that I read a review for last year that I just hadn't gotten to so this was a good opportunity to, to, to read it but um, I liked that it was a a somewhat typical romance with characters with real life things that they were handling. Right. That and and how those things affected their relationships with other people. So often it's just like I'm so stressed now I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and I'm good. Right. And that was not what we got here, no. even though that was part of the resolution. Right. So I did like that. Yeah, I agree. I I did enjoy it, um, and it was very different from uh, books I've read before because of that. So it was an eye opening experience for me. It was I thought it was very well done in describing again how debilitating that could be. Did you read the the author's note at the beginning here? I probably did, but it was at so the beginning. <laughs> I did. I did think um, that this was nice, and I. It's funny when I'm reading books for this this show. <laughs> I tend to read all of the supplementary material. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Right, I read the acknowledgments. I read the notes. I read, exactly. you know, whatever. But this one was nice. It said, the story touches on the process of healing after an abusive relationship. If this is a topic you're sensitive to, please be aware. I hope I have treated the issue, my characters, and you, the reader, gently. Um, that's a nice... Yes. That's a nice trigger warning, right? Like, right. you know, it's in here. Make sure that you're ready for it. Um, so we'll note that in the episode notes, too, that this is... We're not discussing too much of that relationship, but no. it, but in the book, you, you know, be aware that if you, um, if you need a warning about abuse, it's she makes note of it at the very beginning. Yes, um, I'm excited to read the Danny and Eve versions, um, just to see how the how the stories are different. Yeah, let me know. I will. I, I might read I'll them too, but you'll probably read them faster than I will, and you'll let me know well, whether they were three. I'm getting ready to go away, so I've got six or seven downloaded <laughs> okay. to my device. Okay. So I'm yeah, this will. I'm coming up on a on a few days where I've got really nothing else to do but read. So that's it's always a nice. Um, there's always I always t- try to take a mix of things. So I've got these. I've got um, the Midnight Library, I think, which I never did get around to reading. So there's a there's a whole mess of them. But that brings us to... Well, do you have anything else to say about no, this No, I'm good. Are we good? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to what are we reading for March? So what we're reading for March is uh, The Only Woman in the Room by Marie Benedict. March is Women's History Month. Yes. So we're going with a fictionalized version of a real story, which we've struggled with in the past. <laughs> yes, we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I, I enjoy Marie Benedict as an author. This one I have not read yet, so I'm excited to to take a look at it. But um, So we'll read that one for March. Uh, so we'll be back with another episode in like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the meantime, if you pick up uh, Get a Life, Chloe Brown, enjoy your rum and coke while, right. you, while you get into it. <laughs> it's a fast read. It's an easy read. Um, in the paperback version, I read it online or on an ebook, but in the paperback version, it's 369 pages. But I feel like it's good size font with lots of margins. Yeah. So it, um, I don't think it takes very long to no. read through it. No. And um, if you just need something... Like, with some seriousness, but a little lighter than maybe some of the things we've read recently. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. So uh, so we'll see you back here in March for Only Woman in the Room. And cheers. Cheers. Cheers.